Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at sportscallauburn.com. Back on Sports Call on a Wednesday afternoon, I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Tom Peavy and Cam Berry. Special thanks to Tim Gillespie from Hometown Lenders on the Plains for stopping by a little bit ago. Always great to have him in. Chat with him every single week. Where's Smitty Grider? Smitty's been in, was in here last week. Someone from Hometown Lenders is always in here once a week. Always enjoy talking to them. Spring training baseball rolls on. The Atlanta Braves falling this afternoon to the Boston Red Sox by the score of 10-7. to Ian Anderson took the loss. He's 1-1 one one in spring. Struggled today. Also, it appears that the Braves have announced that... Uh, that's Max Freed, isn't it? Looking, looking at my... Uh, Looks like it. That's Max Freed on my screen to my right. Your 2022 opening day starting pitcher, the Braves just tweeted out a picture of Max Freed, so... Max Freed, your opening day starter for the Atlanta Braves as they take on the Cincinnati Reds next week. Spring, it should be this week for opening day, but because of a lockout, we head to next week. But we do get baseball, and that is the most important thing. The most thing. important thing. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll go back to that Auburn Bank phone line in just a moment, but right now we will take that Auburn Bank phone line and go to our next guest. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over one hundred and ten years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Another person that we have on here every single week, almost every single week, is Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Justin, how are you doing in the air? I'm doing all right. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing, doing great. great. Uh, unfortunately, JJ is ducking you once again. Mm, typical. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are, it is myself, Tom, and Cam in here to keep you company for a few minutes, ask you a couple questions. But let's get started out on the basketball front. Uh, we had another. Uh, departure the Auburn basketball team did yesterday. Preston Cook announcing he was going into the transfer portal. Uh, it, he's not one of the players that you're you know overly concerned about leaving, but he's the second player on this basketball team that is left. And how is uh, what is your what are you hearing around the basketball program right now? Do you th- think there's anybody else that could be on their way out soon, or what is your take on uh, anybody that's coming in? Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if there's any more guys kind of go out. Preston was the guy who went through, you know, senior day festivities and, you know, got honored and all that. So I didn't expect him to come back, but the chance he's going to get to use his free COVID year uh, somewhere else is pretty cool. Um, just, you know, he, he played quite a bit uh, for a guy who started his career as a walk-on and was a scout team member. He played quite a bit this past season. So, um, you know, that that's a, that's a good move for him. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if any of Auburn's kind of guys in the reserves, um, you know, are, are, are considering a, a, a departure. But, you know, the transfer portal is heating up pretty quickly. Um, but the big thing for Auburn right now is uh, these 2022 kids that are making these late decisions, uh, specifically the ones that have decommitted from LSU. Uh, Johan Traore is supposed to be making the decision sometime this week. Auburn is uh, the widely expected favorite uh, to land him, um, five-star big man, uh, kind of blurs the line between center and power forward, but would be a perfect fit for any system, especially Bruce Pearl's system, and uh, you know would be the second highest-rated player Auburn's ever signed behind Jabari Smith if he ended up coming to Auburn. So that's the big one. Uh, I think once Triore, you know, if he ends up you know signing with Auburn, 
uh, I think that's kind of the first big domino, and then you start to see, you know, what else what else it looks like in this in this system. Um, you know, you've got uh, a couple other big big name guys um, still out there. Uh, Julian Phillips decommitted from LSU. Um, you know, Gigi Jackson is the top one of the top players in the 2023 class. Could be reclassifying. Auburn's trying to get in the mix there, so you got to keep an eye on him. Um, and then uh, in the portal, Auburn's, you know, does hasn't you know gone after a ton of folks right now. But the guys they have uh, reportedly contacted um, are you know guys Brandon Thomas from LSU, uh, a shooter that they uh, recruited uh, last season. He was a freshman, started most of the games last year for LSU, and he's part of that big exodus in Baton Rouge. And then. Eric Stevenson, who uh, really experienced player, is about to come into his fifth year of college basketball. Um, he's played at a bunch of different spots at this point. Um, you may remember him from his three-point shooting in the regular season finale for South Carolina against Auburn. Um, so a bigger shooter, had a pre- had pretty good clip uh, in, in SEC play. So, you know, I think Auburn was, would like to find somebody who can give him some extra size and shooting ability in the guard spot with Devin Cambridge now out. Uh, and in the transfer portal, but I think right now it's just see where the pieces fall, these big ones in the front court, and then and then go from there. Uh, another piece of that basketball puzzle that everybody's kind of waiting to see is uh, Mr. NIL Dunkaroos himself, uh, Walker <laughs> Kessler. Uh, what are you hearing on Walker Kessler? What are your thoughts on Walker Kessler on the possibility that he may actually return to Auburn? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, everybody, you know, has their own decisions and, and every their own reasoning for that. I, it wouldn't, it would surprise me to see Kessler come back just because he's a first round type of dude, and, and guys at Auburn under Bruce Pearl, first rounders just don't come back usually. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Kessler, um, this is a pretty big center class in college basketball, so uh, and he is not necessarily one of the the very very top players at his position maybe there's a thought process there that oh, if you come back you know probably uh you know expand your offensive game a little bit continue to be a monster on defense be one of the best players in the country you could be one of the first centers off the board in 2023 that's a possibility um but just from what we have seen from auburn over these last few years um you know bruce pearl's not a guy who is going to want to you know hold somebody in and say you know we, we need you here we need you here don't go to the league um but you know, it's going to be up to Kessler. I know Kessler really enjoyed playing at Auburn, uh, being close to home. His family uh, obviously has ties here. And um, so it's going to be an interesting decision. I would be surprised if Kessler decided to turn down a, first, a potential first-round pick to come back to Auburn next season. Um, but, you know, uh, that, that kind of stuff. There's usually a, a couple of guys each each draft class that do, that do that. Auburn hasn't been one of those places, but who knows? It might, it might be a guy like Kessler. I think it's it would just come down to kind of how he feels personally about it. But, um, you know, it, 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 when you have had the dominant defensive season that he has had, uh, those numbers are going to be hard to replicate. And so it will be interesting to see uh, just kind of what the league thinks of him and, and what he thinks he can, he can get if he does decide to come back. Transitioning over into football, Justin, um, what is, you know, you've been around, you know, watching all the practices and everything. What is the position group that you're expecting is going to take that that next leap next year uh, for Auburn? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, a lot of these position groups right now are either dealing with, you know, injuries or some sort of, you know, some sort of absences of some kind um, that you, you're kind of just looking around thinking, well, you know, what will be, what would that be, that kind of look like? 
Um, if I'm looking for one to kind of take uh, another step, I'm really interested in the defensive backs uh, for Auburn. You did lose Roger McCurry. You did lose Smoke Monday. Those are guys who are going to be you know, tougher places because of their talent, especially McCurry, who's potentially a first-round guy. Um, but um, you've heard a lot about some of these young defensive backs. Auburn went in and got a ton of dudes uh, this this offseason. So, you know, Nehemiah Pritchett's played a lot of football. He's really, really good. Zion Puckett, uh, Jalen Simpson, Donovan Kaufman, those guys are back. But who's going to be that next wave? And there's some really intriguing pieces. DJ James, um, you know, is, is, is a big one. Uh, the transfer from Oregon. I just, you know, Auburn's secondary um, for the most part last this season looked pretty good but it's just you know some consistency in this system changing up the way you do things uh, and you know going from that Kevin Steele defense to this new type of defense I do wonder in year two um, if you're going to see this group kind of take a big step forward they've got the numbers they've got the talent so it's going to be a matter to see who pulls it out and quite a few of these young guys in practice have stood out, especially Caden Bridges, Caleb Wood, and J.D. Rim. Um, guys that you would expect to kind of be death pieces next season. They look like they might be a little bit ahead of the curve. Justin, uh, sticking with spring ball here, is I'm going to ask you the question that uh, everybody's <laughs> going to ask for the entirety of the spring and the summer until you get to that first game against Mercer, and it's about the quarterback position. You've got four guys right now that are really, really we've you know heard good things about coming out of practice, that these are the four guys that it looks like going to be competing for it. T.J. Finley, Robbie Ashford, Zach Calzada, Holden Gurner. How big is this spring for T.J. Finley going to be, especially when you've got three guys competing against him that are coming in that have not learned the offense completely just yet and the most experienced of those guys still is recovering from an injury yeah no this is big for Finley and it's I mean you know he's he's in a tough spot right you know you you, you end the season as the starter the, the guy who uh, was going to be the starter coming back leaves and, and Bo Nix and so he's kind of the dude and then you look up and Auburn brought in two transfers and added a freshman like you know that doesn't bode well for his chances but what I do know is that KJ family's done a really good job, I think, this offseason trying to be a better leader, work on some of the problem areas that he had this last season, and trying to take charge, uh, knowing that he does have an experience advantage. He, you know, in spring, he is the guy who takes a lot of the first team reps, um, you know, in, in drills, or at least the first, he's the first guy up in everything. So, you know, that experience really, really helps him. Um, and then, you know, with Calzada not at 100%, I, I don't think you're going to get any sort of like these grand conclusions from the quarterback battle here in spring ball just because it's it's not close to complete picture yet uh, but what i do know is this is an opportunity for tj friendly to you know show some growth and show some um some progress in those areas and say you know what a lot of these people think that one of the new guys is going to be uh the starter next season uh, but i got something to say about that i'm still fighting for this job so i think we've seen that from finley early on It'll be interesting to see how much he can kind of keep that up and once you see Calzada back at 100%, or you see a guy like Robbie Ashford get more locked into the system, what that would look like moving forward. Uh, but, you know, I, I do know one thing. Uh, you know, T.J. Finley's not going to fold. Uh, he's not going to go out quietly, even though Auburn, you know, got several quarterbacks um, to compete with him this offseason. Uh, Justin, I, you know, we're, we've got spring football going on. A-Day is just a couple weeks away. Um, but it, it really has felt like the, the Auburn fan base is – uh, they just—it feels like they've been quiet 
uh, with, with <laughs> spring once. football going on. Like nobody's <laughs> really paying much attention to it. I, I, and I know I get it. You know, there was the excitement around basketball, but even now that that's done, it seems like all the excitement is on uh, the possibility of Treor coming in here, the possibility of Kessler coming back. It really doesn't seem like people are talking spring football. Are you seeing that in the work that you do as, as covering them as close as you do? Oh, for sure. I mean, more people are talking about basketball right now than football. And it makes sense. I mean, the, the, the basketball team is the more stable one, the more successful one right now. Football, I think anybody who looks at the football team right now is just, man, they got a lot of work to do. And, you know, I don't know if this is like outright what people are saying, but I think subconsciously, I think we all kind of know that, you know, whatever we get out of this Auburn football team in the spring and even in the summer as we go into fall, Whatever is said or written or whatever about this team, um, they got to actually go out and prove it. <laughs> you know, you know, right. we we don't know what that's going to look like uh, for several months now. So I think, you know, with with the issues with the roster, with the need for development, with with the thing that Brian Harson went through, there's not a whole lot of reasons for like over the top excitement at this time of year. Um, so. I think some of the fan base is just kind of, you know, all right, we'll get to it when we get to it. I think some of the fan base is just kind of, you know, staying quiet. And I think there's a lot of people that are just like, okay, you know, we can hear a lot of good things and we can hear what the players and the coaches and what people write about this, about this team. But, you know, they actually got to go out and prove it in September and October. So it's a long way to go from that. I don't think spring football is necessarily something that usually gets everybody super excited uh, for the most part. But I think the combination of – just the end of the season last year for Auburn football, the success of Auburn basketball, and just the, the, the importance of off-season recruiting in the transfer portal in basketball, it's just keeping people occupied. And I also think just to a degree, even though I don't cover these sports, I think to a degree some of the success of like baseball and softball right now, I think is, is, is kind of getting, getting people kind of occupied as well. So, you know, we, we'll see. I, I think it'll crank up more in the summer. Uh, but for right now, you know, just not as much excitement not as much buzz for a team that I think everybody knows has got a lot to improve if they want to get better next season. He's Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Follow him on Twitter at JFergusonAU. Justin, I see you're looking for mailbag questions for later this week. What's the best mailbag question you've gotten recently? Mm, best mailbag question I've gotten recently. <laughs> That's um, the best mailbag question you've gotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is the best one. Um, no, there's. Uh, I, I had a question last week that uh that i really really liked um from from somebody who's talking about basketball and football and kind of you know we hear in football all the time like hey you got to have a championship caliber offense to win like offense is what ultimately wins you championships in football how true is that in basketball and we saw auburn this season have an elite defense but their offense was a little too inconsistent a little too hot and cold um and you know ended up costing them in the ncaa tournament um you know digging into the numbers and I think we're going to see it in the Final Four this weekend. Uh, the teams that have made it to this point are elite, elite offensive teams. Um, and Auburn this season, at times, was a great offensive team, but they weren't quite to like top ten, top fifteen caliber offense that we see make you know the Final Four. So I think when you're looking at Auburn moving forward, some of the guys they could pick up. Um, you know, they, they they were an awesome defensive team this season, but just seeing kind of even in a sport like basketball where it's such a hard and wild process to get to the you know the NCAA tournament championship game and it's so hard to win a championship and you would think there's a lot of different paths uh, and, and ways to build a team to get there um, it's like seven out of the last 10 years 
the team that's won the national title had a top 10 offense. And the last four years, I think they've had a top three offense. So that was just an interesting way to kind of dive into the numbers because we know football offense beats defense in college in modern college football right now. But to see that actually coming out in, in basketball is really interesting. And it also, I think, is going to shape kind of how Auburn tries to re- reload their roster this upcoming season. You can find them on the auburnobserver.com. Justin, tell us what we've got, you know, A-Day coming up next week. You've got basketball stuff, as we talked about a little bit earlier. What do you guys got coming out the coming up here from the Observer this week? Yeah, so the mailbag will be up on Friday. We'll also have a uh, premium podcast episode for our subscribers. We'll also go up on Friday morning. We'll have coverage over the weekend uh, from football. We'll be on Triore Watch, so if anything kind of happens there, be on the lookout for, for some basketball uh, newsletters and uh, – yeah, rolling into next week, final week of spring ball, just kind of going back and forth between covering spring football practices and just the ongoing basketball, you know, kind of kind of roster rebuild that they're going to have, um, you know, trying to defend their SEC title next season. So, got all that at AuburnObserver.com. Uh, check it out there. Six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year is the subscription fee, and you get access to everything we got going on. We email it all to your inbox uh, pretty much every morning. So, check it out. Justin Ferguson from the Almond Observer. Always great to talk to you. Can't wait to have you back in studio very, very soon. We will catch up with you again soon. Yeah, y'all be good. Thank you.